How is my handwriting? If you're listening, not watching, what the note says is hacks for hitting more greens and regulation. I kind of brainstorm these ideas every week when I'm teaching. That's how they come to me. I get to talk about the things I get to learn on the lesson tee and share them with you. My name is Tim Connor. I am your host. I teach golf all day long. That's what I do all day, every day since a long time ago, 10 years I've been doing it. So this podcast is really my platform to pass along the things I get to learn, be a part of, and help you all out with the golf learning curve. Golf is fun, but it's complicated. It doesn't need to be so complicated that you don't have the tools to, to get to where you want to be. Having the tools is one thing. Owning the tools is another. It's all part of the cog that is golf. Work hard, work smart, plan Plan your work, work your plan. I'm into that. Get a little bit better every day and that stuff adds up over the long long run. Let's talk about how to hit more greens. One of my very favorite topics. Trick question, you know the answer already, but if you wanted to shoot better scores, what is the low hanging fruit? What's the easiest way to shoot better scores? The, yeah, the low hanging fruit. It's to hit more greens. Hitting more greens equals lower scores. And that's the deal. So I want you to hit more greens. I want you to have the tools to hit more greens. I want you to understand your swing. I want you to build great fundamentals, all that stuff. I got my haircut this week. Haircuts are good. I kind of procrastinate them more than I should. And I keep saying, well, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. So I finally got it done and it feels good. It feels fresh. And uh, if you're not watching, the podcast is available on YouTube now. It's here. It's here. So, and for stuff like today, where we're going to give specific examples about how to hit more greens, it's nice because you'll get some extra visual references. So if you're listening audio only, hop over to YouTube. Anyway, let's dig in. Enough, enough of the BS. Let's dig in. Let's talk about how to hit more greens and play better golf. That's what this is all about. Shooting better scores equals hitting more greens. The best players in the world hit the most greens and have the most control of their ball flight. They're also the best putters. They have the best short game. But if I'm looking at what is the main difference between an amateur and a professional, it is the control of their ball flight. It is driving the ball well enough to have looks at the greens and then hitting more greens. I always have said in the past, if there's two statistics you want to keep track of, Number one is greens and regulation. Number two is total putts. With those combination of things, if you were to come in and see me for a lesson and and you had those averages for me, I could totally develop a game plan based on how we could help you play better golf because those things tell a story. Basically, are you driving it well enough to hit the green or are you hitting your irons good enough to hit the greens? Are you making good decisions? Are you missing short, missing long, missing right, missing left? All that stuff adds up. But if we're just talking about building a predictable ball flight, which I find to be ultra important for for most everybody, having a predictable ball flight is what makes the game fun and also has that reward of hitting more greens. So predictable ball flight means two things, three things to me. One, it's centeredness of contact. So hitting the ball near the middle of the club face, which is right in the middle horizontally, but vertically it's about two or three grooves up. A lot of people think it's higher than it really is, but when we're hitting the ball off the ground, the club is coming from a descending blow. And if your club is descending on the golf ball, you're likely to hit lower on the face than higher on the face. So the sweet spot is about three or four grooves up from the bottom. And um, yeah, so we want to hit it near the middle of the club face. We also want to hit the ground in front of the ball club comes down on a descending strike, hits the ball, and then it hits the grass just in front of the ball. So the bottom of your swing arc or the low point, you'll hear me say this often on this podcast, the low point is a a very important concept when it comes to ball ball flight predictability. You need to be able to strike the ball and then the ground. The low point is just in front of the golf ball or actually a couple inches in front of it. If you're looking at the actual bottom of the swing arc, and that is ball first contact. So we want ball first contact and then we want control 
of our club face. Now our club face could point right, it could point left, but what the long game we want to play or strive for is we want our club face to be very square, very square to the arc through the hitting area. We want the club to be very square. And the more square it is, the more often our ball is going to fly relatively straight. Straight. What we don't want is that opening and closing of the door through the hitting area. We don't want that. We want that club very much perpendicular to your swing arc. And um, your swing path also plays into all the stuff I'm talking about. But for today, I really want to focus on centeredness of hit as well as predictability of club face control. I actually find that swing paths tend to be a reaction to what the club face does. So if your club face is very open, most players will swing the club across the golf ball or to the left uh, for a right-handed player, and that'll tend to spin the ball to the right. Or if they do hit it well, it's a pull, it's a pull hook, it's a pull slice, it doesn't have a lot of loft. And then a player with a more close club face will generally swing more from the inside because that is the swing path that's going to help them hit the ball relatively straight relative to their club face. Now, I know that's a little bit down the weeds, not necessarily something you need to understand today, but just know that your swing path is an important part of the equation, and it's also often a reaction to the club face. That is, I, I've learned over time, and I find it to be very, very true for most people. So if you're out there and you're just working on your swing path without working on your club face, I would say you should circle back to working on the club face and then working on the swing path as an accessory to that. So to hit more greens, all this time you've been waiting, it's like, geez, Louise, let's talk about how to hit more greens. I find that the low hanging fruit for most amateurs to, to just swing better, to have more control of their club face is to swing with their arms straighter. For a right-handed player, often I find that means straightening the right arm away from them at the top of the backswing and making sure that when we swing through, our elbows are together. Keeping our elbows together is a good relative proximity that we can try to maintain through the golf swing to help us control the club face. So swinging with straight arms and keeping your elbows together is like, it's probably my favorite thing for somebody to do that just wants to build good habits. And good habits lead to a good swing, which leads to good scores, which leads to you know, ultimately having some predictability to your ball flight. The reason it's so important is that we keep our arms straight is that when our arms are straight, we're going to maintain control of the club versus arms bending, wrist bending, all of that stuff, dynamics changing through the hit that is likely to not only change your club face angle, but also your dynamic loft. So it becomes really hard to have predictability. Now there's always the person out there that we could call them a Karen, but they would be right in this department that they were gonna say, well, not every great swinger swings with their arm straights. Look at uh, Jordan Spieth, look at Ricky Fowler, look at XYZ. There's plenty of professional players, I shouldn't say plenty, but there's handfuls of them that have a little bit of arm bend. And what I would say to that is they do have a little bit of arm bend, but generically speaking, their elbows are gonna be mostly together. If we're really trying to construct a straight ball flight that we can trust, having a good stable lead arm through the hitting area that's like straight like a two by four without any bends or quirks or any goofy stuff going on is the easiest way to hit it straight the most often. Now, that's not necessarily something that you might even be able to accomplish. It may be something that you would chase forever and never accomplish that, and that's okay. It would depend a little bit on your body anatomy, what you could accomplish, and then how you could you could mold it into your golf swing. But generic swing advice that's amazing for most of you to hit more greens, to play better golf, is just to keep your elbows together through the golf swing. Keep your arms nice and long and 
practice that way. One of my favorite practice drills all time is just hitting balls with straight arms, both arms straight, right arm and left arm. And just, it's not gonna be a full swing because your capacity for swing length is gonna be less, but it's gonna build the understanding of how you would like to use your club through the hitting area. On top of that, I would say that when you do straighten your arms, it's gonna change some things, it's gonna change some dynamics. And I'm so glad we're talking about this today because I feel often that advice is given without knowing the pros and the cons and the changes that might come with it. So when you do swing with your arms straight, it's going to tend to lengthen the radius from the distance from your shoulder to the end of the club. So for some of you that may already be prone to hitting it on the heel, if you straighten your arms, you would be more likely to hit it on the heel. What I want you to know about this is that straightening your arms is the right thing to do, and then you need to make your adjustments to that as you're dialing it in. So everything kind of requires calibration, meaning that if you've learned something new, you then need to put it into your, uh, your mind's memory, your muscle memory, and your body needs to learn to calibrate what it feels like to swing like that in, in time and space. Time and space, that's a funny way to say it, but it's true. So your arm should be straight. You should be learning that and then calibrating on top of that. The other thing I love about keeping your arm straight is that when the arms are straight, let me see if I can visualize this for you here. When your arms are straight, we're really controlling the club face in its truest fashion. Where I talked about earlier, if you bend your elbows or something, the club face changes. But if your arms are straight, we're in the most control of the club. And then we're learning what it really feels like to control the club face angle by the twisting or not twisting of the club shaft, which is the main thing that controls your club face angle. That's for another day though. I would say also on top of this, that if you swing with your arm straight, you're likely to have your club face a little more open when you come through, just because often when a player flips the club or their elbow bends, it will actually close the face a little bit versus swinging with your arm straight. So just know that the way to undo that is to twist the grip or twist the shaft for a right-handed player counterclockwise to make it more straight. I loved this podcast today. This was, I felt, very important for me to record because this is low-hanging fruit for a lot of you and it will be very impactful as you get better at it. Also, chipping, pitching, stuff like that. This is your basic fundamentals 101. This is how you chip. This is how you pitch. This is how you hit the golf ball. So if you haven't done it, start doing it. It's very important. And uh, we'll just keep building on top of this, you all. I, I love hearing from you guys. Leave me your comments, questions. Send me an email. I like knowing what you know because I don't know what you don't know. So sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll turn that into a podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're listening on audio, head over to the YouTube channel. Check it out. Subscribe. Uh, leave this thing a review wherever you're listening to it or a thumbs up. That stuff helps more than you know. Share it with a slicer in your group. Everyone's got a slicer in their group. They need help. We all need help. You can just get by with a little help from your friends. Appreciate you for hanging out. This podcast is fun for me. I hope you found some value in it. And uh, we'll catch you back here same time, same place next week.